Over the Top Cycling from Sierra Vista, Arizona. We're here with Lon Haldeman at uh, Mountain Tour Desert Camp. How's it been this year? Uh, you've had some kind of a wide range of weather. Didn't it start out with snow and then it's been kind of beautiful? Yeah, well, this is our f- our fifth week uh, here in Arizona. And week one was Historic Hotels Week, where we do about 50 miles a day to the different classic hotels around southern um, Arizona. And we actually did have a, a snow flurry morning, and it turned out where there was a way to shortcut the, the route that day. We, we just started at 10 a.m. and went 25 miles over to the next place and had uh, had an indoor um, lunch. But other than that, the weather has been pretty good. You know, we've been here now for, well, you know, the last month, and we've actually had really good weather. Not, uh, not anything super windy, not anything super cold, rainy, you know, so it's, it's been great so far. I'd like to talk with you a little bit about uh, long-distance races, pack tour, uh, long-distance cycling in general. What's it been? You've actually had some really full weeks the last couple of weeks. Are you getting an influx of new riders, people who haven't done pack tour before? Well, I think, yeah, let's see. I'll give you some stats. I mean, we have about an 80% return rate anyway. And so is that kind of normal? That's that's normal. I mean, if we, if we have forty riders coming to a week, thirty of them have been on Patro before, and we have about ten new people. So that's about the the trend. I think we've seen almost every week is you know that's thirty out of forty repeats, but you know that's seventy five percent. So um, we do have new new people coming, but I wouldn't say it's it's huge. You know, so because of the, we have so many returning people too. But that seems to be kind of a trend in the sport, don't you think? I mean, I think with races and and really everything that we're doing. Well, I mean, other events, maybe, you know, I don't know, mountain bike races, 24 hours and stuff. Maybe Uh, they're seeing a younger clientele. Our dilemma still is that we're seeing, um, we're seeing new people. You know, we're getting, you know, every week 10, 10, 15 new people, but they're still in that older, you know, uh, 55, 60-year-old age range. You know, we're still not seeing, uh, you know, a lot of 25-year-olds and 35-year-olds. You know, when I, Susan and I have been doing this for almost 35 years. You know, when we first started, I was 25 years old, and the old guys were 30. And now I'm 60 and I'm still one of the younger guys. So that bell curve has continued to stay a little bit older than me all the way for 35 years. Um, so, I, I was 31 when I did my first pack tour. <laughs> exactly. And, and you were the anomaly. I mean, to be 31 years old and coming on pack tour, we have not... Well, even seen, back in the 90s. Right. Well, and I mean, nowadays, you know, I don't... Think we see, you know, every now and then there's there's a youngster somebody brings. We've got them. Adam Morley this week, right? And how old is he? He's in his thirties. He's in his thirties, and uh, a few weeks ago there was a a father brought his son, you know, a sixty year old brought his. Well, let's see how old his son. His sons were twenty five, you know, and his son brought a friend. So, I mean, to have some twenty five year olds was really rare. I doubt if they would have come without their father. Being on the tour. 
as I was thinking about this, uh, something to discuss with you this evening, I, I thought back to uh, the first pack tour I did, and Richard Lawrence was on it, who was 70, and oh my gosh, that was just unheard of. Right, right. Yeah, 70-year-old, and now, well, this, this week I'm not sure how many, how many are in, in that age range, but I know the last several weeks we've had at least five riders 70 years old in their every, 70s. every week. Wow, you know, every week. Every week, some seventy-year-olds. Yeah, well, five riders, seventy. You know, so out of I don't know, out of forty riders, and they have five of them that are seventy. You know, that's that's pretty pretty normal. Wow. So. Now, Chiricahua, I think you had a total of fifty, didn't you? That was a big week, and in Century Week last week was a big week. Oh, was it? Yeah, and. You know, we, Central Week, we've actually run a couple of times uh, this time. Uh, and maybe this recently, it had a bigger group. Earlier, uh, several weeks ago, we had it, and it was a smaller group. But it still had, like, 25 riders. So it was, it was an okay group. Now, dealing with those uh, numbers has been a little bit of a challenge for the staff this year because... Uh, one Lon Haldeman hasn't been able to be here. <laughs> Tell us yeah. what happened. Well, yeah, that's, um, I, back on about February 15th, during my drive from Wisconsin to Arizona, I actually, uh, uh, you know, stopped along the way and, and you know, night, nights in hotels and go out for a bike ride. And I had trouble getting my, lifted my leg to put my cycling shorts on. And I thought, oh, I'm just a little stiff in my back. Um, you know, why, why can't I lift up my right leg and stuff like that? And I'd go off and do a bike ride, come back, and, you know, not have much appetite. And, you know, what the heck, you know, I'd, I'd go through the same routine, drive another 500 miles the next day, and go through the same routine again. And then I got to, then camp started, and I just wasn't feeling that good. And not sick to my stomach or anything, but just not good. And... One thing led to another over 10 days or so, and I just started having more trouble walking. You know, it just, just didn't feel quite right. So I, uh, now this has been maybe two weeks or so, and now I'm into my third week of not feeling good. And I go to the hospital, and they say, oh, you got the flu. You know, you, you got a fever, 102 and a half. Take some Tylenol. Get some rest. And so I do, and... You know, my fever goes down, but I just feel really bad. And, you know, they do the blood counts, and the blood count, white blood cells are kind of really bad. And so I, three days later, I go to the Tucson hospital when I get back to Tucson. And uh, anyway, I, uh, I I go check in there, and the guy uh, says, you know, your white blood cells are, are through the roof. So then... He says, uh, "Let's do a, a, a CT scan of your of your stomach just to see if anything's going on." And he does, and then he says, "You know, you've got you've got a ruptured appendix, and you've got a liter's worth of fluid in your in your in your stomach." There. A liter. Yeah, you know, I said eight. I think it was eighteen centimeters by nine centimeters. Uh, you know, encapsulation. So I mean, it's you know bigger than a coconut and not as big as a football. But um, 
anyways, he said, you're not going anywhere. You're going right to hospital. So they put me in the hospital. By this time, it's, it's late in the day. Can't do anything about it that night. I'm, I'm kind of in agony. Pump me full of morphine that night. Um, the next day, they drain it. And all of a sudden, you know, 90% of the, the pain and everything went away. Uh, but then I ended up spending five days in the hospital because they had to do... Uh, uh, antibiotic uh, I, IV drips, you know, some, some pretty powerful stuff. And so they did that for five days, and, and that cleared up the infection. But then, you know, the side effect, they still have to drain this, this uh, they, so they put a drain, it's kind of gross, but I mean, if they put a drain through my through my back into the backside of my appendix, and I have a rubber tube, and it drains, you know, a cup full of uh, infection, Every day, abscess, stuff like that. So, yeah, but it's going down. It's it's been going down, 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 down. So you know now that's been it's been what almost two weeks since uh, since the hospital stay. So all things considered, I mean that's really slowed me down on, on pack tour. I mean I can do I can do computer work. I can I can pack and lift. I'm actually feeling a whole lot better. Uh, but I'm not supposed to, to bend and twist and stuff like that just because of the tube in my back and that. So I'm I'm hoping things work out in the next few days. The drainage goes down to nothing and they remove the tube and you know, but it, it's it's kind of a kind of a messy project because uh, they have to take the appendix out eventually, but they have to make sure it's all the infections out of there. And uh, that, So it didn't actually rupture. Well it stayed the it the area it was leaking. It's not like the it's not like the appendix got really, really big, and then blew up. blew up. It just had the infection from that area continued to leak in the, in the, around the area. And that's why it had gone on for three weeks. And just filling that cavity area with, with infection. I but guess. luckily it didn't spread all across your abdomen. No, and, you know, and had it been a, like appendicitis like some people get... And they, they're doubled up in pain and go right to the hospital. They know immediately what it is. Mine was just this continued pressure, 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 you know, over three weeks. And, uh, I mean, I was in pain and, and, you know, couldn't sleep, but I couldn't, I didn't know why. I thought it was just a stiff back. You know, well, okay, I'm trying to imagine the double transcontinental record holder going in and being asked the pain scale question. Is this a one to ten? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> do you it, know what I do for fun? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I was kind of half joking with the nurses. I, you know, they say, "Well, what's your pain level?" And I said, "Okay, a five is one I can't sleep, and and I can't sleep, so I'm going to say it's at a five. You know, um, so I mean, well, what's you know, what's a nine? I mean, you slam your finger in the car door, and it's a nine, but you still have another hand, so it could really be double." You know, so you really can't say it's a nine because it could be worse. So anyway, that's why I'm kind of thinking, oh, God, a scale of one to ten, I'm like halfway there. But I can't sleep, so I think it's a five. You know, so anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so then, you know, then they give me some morphine and stuff like that. It was really, they give you all the morphine you want, but you, you, know, you couldn't get any other, uh, other uh, sleeping pills or anything like that. So anyway, so. But you're good walking around? And I'm, I'm good, and actually they say I should stay active. I'm not supposed to ride a bike uh, because of the flexing and stuff of the tube. But uh, walking, fine. I mean, I'm, I'm walking four miles whenever I can, and that actually is good because it's, it's helping 
drain the uh, the infection. So that's uh, they said that's a good thing. You know, keep keep walking, keep draining, uh, keep active, and uh, just don't don't twist. And it's okay for you to be sitting in a car driving around. Yeah, and doing, yeah, I'm okay. fine. I'm, you know, when I got out of the hospital, I was. I mean, I was, I was wasted. I was, you know, stay awake an hour, sleep an hour, you know. But now, you know, that lasted for four or five days. But now I'm fine. I mean, I'm up, up at 6 in the morning and go to bed at 10 at night and don't take a nap in between. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm feeling good. So it's just that's what's a little annoying now is now I can't ride my bike. And, you know, we've got desert camp coming up. Well, I mean, the fifth week, we've got gravel week next week, which is, you know, kind of, you know, passive mountain biking on gravel roads. And then two weeks later, we have the Route 66 tour from Santa Monica back to Texas. And I'm, I'm really hoping I'm, I'm back on the bike in time to ride the Route 66 tour, for so sure. two more weeks of desert camp, then you have a week off, and, and then it's you... about 10, yeah, a week to 10 days off, okay. you know. But I I mean, I'm going to stay out in Arizona because I, I think I'm going to... I have a bunch of appointments and stuff I have to fill in at that two weeks. We were going to go to the Grand Canyon, do hiking in the canyon, but now i got to stay closer to Tucson. So we're, you know, that whole schedule is a little iffy. But uh, And that's because you might have to go back to the hospital. Yeah, there's some stuff. It's like colonoscopy tests. Uh, they've got a whole mess of tests they got to do yet. So that's why I'm trying to... Trying to stay around here as opposed to being in the, the middle of nowhere at a, at a rural hospital and trying to reschedule stuff. So I'll just stay here and do, deal with it. So Mountain Tour, you've got six days of riding left. Yes. And uh, there's some good days coming up. Yeah, there's, you know, 100 miles a day is, is pretty typical on, on this week. So it's it's a it's a good riding day. And, you know, then you've got the Mount Graham Day, which is, what, close to 100 and 14 miles or something for the day, you know, with a with a 5,000 foot one way climb right there in the middle of it. So, you know, that's that's a pretty good, pretty good day. Are you pleased with uh, Desert Camp as a whole? Yeah, yeah, we've had a good a good stretch here. I mean, we've been doing this almost 25 years, and. You know, we have so many people coming back every year. You know, I asked them, I said, why do you come back here? That's a big hassle to fly all the way down here and do this for a week. But they said it's tradition. You know, it's, uh, they've been, we've had people here for 20 years. So my season kicks off. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's really nice, you know. And then, you know, you don't want to call it clickish, but, you know, there's such a camaraderie among the, among the riders here, you know, and, uh, uh, they, you know, they call themselves up, call each other up in the in the off season. Say, well, which week can you come? And they say, well, yeah, third week. Well, which week's that? I don't care. We're just going to go because everybody can come, and their their group comes to third week, and uh, that's kind of how it is. So, um, so and we've got a good good group. You've got northern coming up. Any the, spaces on that still? The, and the that's... northern transcontinental, yeah, that starts in Everett, Washington, and. and Goes up the Cascade Highway and across the northern United States. Uh, we've changed the route again. It's a it, it, it does go across Canada towards uh, Niagara Falls, and then it goes to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is north of Boston. And that's that's going to be a, a you know the last couple three days are going to be different. Um, that's a beautiful tour, and we still have openings on that. 
probably some of the thing. It's it is a long tour. It's uh, you know 33 days on the road, but we do offer that tour in segments of uh, seven to ten days at a time. Western section, middle section, eastern section. So if somebody doesn't have time to take off, you know, a, a month or more, uh, they could uh, you know pick and choose between airports uh, what works for them, and we just prorate out the you know, the days they ride. So we do have openings. Right now we probably have, we could take another 10 riders, uh, either full-time or, uh, you know, at, at each section. So, yeah, we have some space left on that tour. And where can people go for more information? Well, packtour.com. You know, it's P-A-C-T-O-U-R.com. It stands for Pacific Atlantic Cycling Tour.com. And so that's what... Uh, you know, if they're interested in anything this year, you know, with, uh, um, you know, the Northern Tour coming up, um, we aren't going to do any tours in Peru or Africa that are really open to the public. We've got, I'm doing some stuff down in Peru this year. We have a stage race we're doing on one weekend, and we have a velodrome race we're doing on another weekend. Um I would love it if if a, if a bunch of Americans would come down and, and participate in, in those races. That would be really super. They're, they they just love it to have a bunch of Americans come. But we're not doing that as like a, a standard tour. But if anybody wanted to go, you know, I'd work out a deal with them to, you know, get their expenses, you know, figure out what it would cost. Um, we have a similar project probably in Africa and Ghana with a bamboo bite project. I'm going to go check on sometime in December. Um, and that's thinking about 2019. We're, we're going to probably do a, a tour across Peru in 2019 again. And also we're thinking about that Ghana tour again in 2019 with the bamboo bike uh, projects and stuff. But it's uh, this year there's, there was just a lot of other logistical things going on. I didn't have time to, to want to put a tour together uh, with the stress of that. But... I mean, if anybody ever wanted to travel with me, um, and I could definitely use the company and, and show, them a, show them a good time, you know, traveling around the, the back, back roads of Peru and Africa. So anyway, just to throw it out there. So. Well, Lon, I sure appreciate you visiting with us this evening. We've got uh, Mark Thomas, Bob Brudvick, and Adam Morley on tomorrow night. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I think uh, you've you're, got a lot of characters here this week, so you should be able to, to fill up all your programming. Over the top cycling from Sierra Vista, Arizona at Mountain Tour Pack Tour. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Ned Fulmer. And I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast, because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. (laughs) I don't have pink eye. (laughs) We talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to... (laughs) Go back here. I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And 
that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast, 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 Acast recommends. recommends.